0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome in to another edition of B-Shape Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. It's now Thursday, May 26th, as I'm recording this, but we're talking about the Cardinals dating back to Tuesday night and really over the past week when it comes to the starting rotation. This is going to be a pitching-heavy conversation on today's episode, and my voice will not be the only one that you hear, as we're going to do something a little bit different for today's podcast. and. Play some audio, really uh, mostly a full segment. The opening segment that I did with Andy Humphrey on KTGR in Columbia, Missouri from Wednesday afternoon where we basically broke down the Cardinals rotation and talked about how we feel about it, how we feel uh, our confidence level. Where that's at after what has happened over the past week with not only the injury to Steven Matz, but the, you could say, inefficient outings that we've seen from several in the Cardinals rotation, Dakota Hudson, Matthew Liberatore was not exactly efficient in his major league debut over the weekend against the Pirates. And then most recently, Jordan Hicks on Tuesday. Uh, that sort of felt like a where the rubber meets the road sort of outing for Hicks. If you heard Ollie Marmol in the postgame, read me at KMOV.com, I wrote an article about that today, or I should say Wednesday Ollie was not thrilled with the way things went, and it it sort of sounded as though the Cardinals could be reconsidering their position on Jordan Hicks as a starter. So we talk about that in this podcast and many other elements of where the Cardinals stand right now in their rotation. So I'm going to just go ahead and cut to it here, and you guys let me know what you think. I think this was a lot of fun talking with Andy about this. If you're interested in hearing from him and I, you can do so weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m., ktgr.com. You don't even have to be local to Columbia, Missouri to get in on it. We talk a lot of Cardinals, a lot of Blues, Mizzou sports when it's in season in particular, Kansas City Chiefs as well. Uh, But this segment is all Cardinals, so if if you're not interested in any of that other stuff, worry not. This is all Cardinals baseball talk coming up here on today's B-Shape Daily. So I'm going to cut to that now. This was Wednesday afternoon on The Big Show. The Big Show starts now. You bet
1: it does. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1. KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online as well at KTGR.com. Hi there. Andy Humphrey here. Brendan Schaefer's here. No producer Chris today. He'll uh, be back tomorrow.
0: What a flaker. He's flaking out on us. What do you mean? Well, you know, he's just not here, and it just bothers well, me on a visceral his level. Reasons. I'm sure he does.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he he is upright, I can tell you that much. Uh, we hope to have him back soon.
0: Did you say he is upright? Yes, like he is that. upright. Okay.
1: he's He's doing okay
0: as far as we know but cuz you know those college kids sometimes it gets to be this he's time not a of year they, they party kid. too hard oh that's right he's not a college not kid a i college keep forgetting kid. that
1: stop it
0: he's something between like like 20 years old and oh, 25 please. i don't know
1: you just come on give him more credit than that uh we will we will go into plenty of stuff today including jordan hicks kind of imploding yesterday oh dear we're going to give a, a confidence level in the Cardinals rotation on a scale of one to 10. How confident are you in the rotation as it stands right now? The current state Four we right. We'll discuss that.
0: Which is Sons, Stephen, Matz, still Sons, Jack Flaherty. Yes, but it contains Jordan Hicks as far as we know. So we'll see.
1: <laughs> yes, it still does. As far as we know, uh, Jordan Hicks is still there. Um, so we'll get into that coming up at 4 can't get
0: fired on your day off, right? It's no, an you off can't. day for the Cardinals. Right. So,
1: so uh, that's that's one thing that, that is going for him. At 4.25, there was an interesting piece in ESPN uh, talking to McCole Hardman, uh, one of their uh, Chiefs reporters, uh, was talking to him. And he was kind of saying, you know, as far as my role, I mean, I guess that's up to the coaching staff, but I'm ready for whatever's happening this this upcoming year in 2022 when it comes to making up that production the Tyreek Hill is leaving behind can McCole Hardman have a breakout year this year 425 we will discuss that at 505 we'll talk about the blues do
0: Oh, have, man do they have any was,
1: life you, will they have any life in them tonight
0: i was hoping you'd forget that that game was tonight so that we didn't have to well, have to talk about it sorry bud all right
1: in in typical in typical uh, Canadian fashion i broke out the bud you did sorry, that bud. was nice
0: that was well played
1: So, 5.05, we'll talk about the Blues, bud. And uh, at 5.25, we'll do another top five, bottom five. We love doing this. We'll do it for Major League Baseball teams. Okay. Major League Baseball, top five, bottom five. We are more than a quarter into the season now, so I think it's a fair time to do it. Top five, bottom five, Major League Baseball.
0: And just where will Andy have your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Pirates? I can't wait to find out.
1: Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, I need to make sure you, that I place mine.
0: So. You talk a lot of smack on the Pirates, and so I imagine we'll be hearing well, about them, but we'll see.
1: We'll certainly see. Uh, 875-KTGR if you want to text in uh, your top five, bottom five for Major League Baseball teams, so you can do that, and you can chime in any other way or on any other topic that you'd like for today by calling or texting 875-KTGR. That's 573 875 5847. You can also tweet at us at KTGR Big Show, and you can interact with us on Facebook too at facebook.com slash KTGR
0: Big Show. Now, the Big Show's big deal.
1: Jordan Hicks last night got roughed up a bit. Only lasted three plus innings. He pitched a little bit into the fourth, but that's when he ultimately got knocked out. Charged for four runs, gave up four hits. Five walks is maybe the, the thing that you worry about the most. And then three strikeouts from uh, from Jordan Hicks last night. Of course, the bullpen wasn't all that much better. Drew Verhagen, I believe, uh, pitched again, and he gave up a couple of home runs. So everybody was bad last night. The Cardinals, 8-1 loss to the Toronto Blue Jays. We're a good team. But uh, the Cardinals now are into an off day, which is much needed. Get the bullpen rested, everything like that. And they have a big series coming up this weekend at Busch Stadium. Four games against the Milwaukee Brewers. Maybe it's a good thing that Jordan Hicks is missing a start in that series uh, coming up. That is the Big Show's big deal on this 25th day of May, 2022. 875-KTGR to give us a call or a text. 573-875-5847. Not great from Jordan Hicks last night. Um, We already talked about the fact that you know that he can't go deep in these games, and now when you see games like this where they were bound to happen, he was going to have at least a few starts where he got roughed up, and how much longer will the Cardinals have to endure this experiment with Jordan Hicks before they decide, all right, it's not worth it, let's see what else we got.
0: Yeah, it wasn't good last night. Uh, He talked a lot about fastball command being a problem. Cardinals manager Oliver Marmol talked a lot about fastball command being a problem. And it got to the point where he just didn't feel like he could throw it. And and I think that's illustrated in the five walks. It's illustrated in, in, you know, I I asked him, how hard is it to have an attack mentality? Because Ollie, he didn't mince words. And that's why I kind of made the joke at the top of the show about, well, for now, Jordan Hicks is in the rotation as far as we know. Because he basically said, uh, we've got an off day on Wednesday and we'll evaluate it. We've been patient so far, but at some point you have to execute. He basically said everything other than we're looking for a way to replace this guy in the rotation. I don't know if they'll do it or not, but that's kind of the, the tenor that, that Ollie had last night. And, and Jordan, talking about it, I asked him, you know, how hard is it to have an attack mentality when you don't feel like your fastball, which is supposed to be your best pitch, is something that you can really have good command of? And he said, well, when it was a 3-2 pitch on Danny Jansen, the guy who hit the home run off the foul pole and basically knocked Hicks out of the game there in the fourth inning, he said, I had two fastballs in that at-bat that were close that I didn't quite get the call on, but I, I just I just didn't feel the confidence in it after missing just so narrowly with the fastball. And so I said, all right, what's been working? I'll go to the slider. Well, he goes to the slider, and that happens to be one of maybe two or three. He said that he hung all night. And Danny Jansen, Andy, this ball went so high off the foul pole Mm -hmm. that the television cameras didn't even show it. Like they didn't pan deep enough to show that the ball hit the foul pole to where I had people debating me on Twitter. That didn't hit the foul pole. It was off the upper deck. I'm like, guys, I saw it in person. It hit the freaking foul pole. And it's just you, you can't you can't get out of danger like that when you don't have a fastball. Uh, that you, that you're trusting and, and able to locate, and that was the case for Hicks last night, to where he was throwing. He said at 1.7 sliders in a row. That's that's not a starting pitcher's repertoire, Andy. That can you can get away with that when you're in the bullpen. As he's like, there have been times in the past where Jordan Hicks, if he's throwing one inning, you're not going to really have to worry about if the fastball is off on a given day because he can throw nine sliders and he can probably get out of the inning, right? That doesn't work for a starter, and I think that's the question that the Cardinals are really going to have to grapple with moving forward. Uh, Last night was supposed to be the game where he was free of any pitch count. He was going to go as deep as his stuff allowed him to go. Well, it turns out that was three innings worth of outs. Nine outs is all that Jordan Hicks got on 78 pitches last night. Threw 40 strikes, 38 balls. That's not a ratio that's going to play, and so the Cardinals are, I think they're considering this pretty strongly, Andy. I don't know where they go, but they're clearly not pleased with what they've seen.
1: Yeah, it's not looking great. Uh, Big Show's on at 410-KTGR and KTGR.com. Call in or text in with your thoughts on this. Will, what? what's your confidence level on a scale of 1 to 10 in this uh, Cardinals rotation as we speak right now? The current state of it. 875-KTGR. Call or text in. We also have uh, posts where you can interact with us on Facebook too. Facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show.
0: Okay, so before we really get into the nitty-gritty on the numbers here, Andy, let's establish what we know the rotation as we know it is Adam Wainwright Miles Michaelis yeah, yeah. right two guys Look, we feel good. we feel yeah, pretty not, good about not those too bad guys, not a bad one-two right? punch there yeah. no it's not they're getting six seven innings every time they go out there pretty much uh quality start machines you yeah. like what you're getting from them for the most part after that though Andy uh, it gets Ooh. a little bit dicey Dakota Hudson has not been able to get very deep he went four and two-thirds in his start against the Mets last week that was his most recent outing You've got Matthew Libertor now who is essentially sliding into that Stephen Matt spot in the rotation is the expectation. Uh, his first start wasn't terrible, wasn't great. He also, though, didn't get through five innings, and that was against the Pirates. And so you kind of worry a little bit about what, what to make of him. Is he ready for this moment? And then you've got Jordan Hicks as as the other name in that group. And we we kind of saw last night what it looked like when he was finally free of any restrictions. Go as deep as you can, young man. In three innings is what you get from him. So that's the the groundwork as we've laid it out. Uh, I got to give a number one through (laughs) ten.
1: Yeah, you do. By the way, Darren uh, on our Facebook page uh, said this, 875-KTGR. He says six. With Hicks being inconsistent, you never know where the next pitch is going. So six is what he said. Uh, You can give us a scale of one to ten. How confident are you in the rotation now? Uh, for the Cardinals, eight seven five KTGR, give us a call or a text. I'd say, I, I'd I'd go pretty close to that too. I may even go lower. I might say four, because you like what you have in Michaelis and Wainwright, but still, there's all kinds of uncertainty after that. For three out of the five days that you're trying to staff here, here's the main, here's the silver lining with this whole thing. I think the guy who's most likely to emerge as a maybe a, a bright spot from the back end of this rotation could be Libratore.
0: I mean, man, that's a lot need, of pressure. We
1: need to see more out of him, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that that could be somebody that eventually figures it out. As you mentioned, as he was, you know, going through his starts at Triple A Memphis, he was going deep into games
0: he had three of his last four that were i mean tremendous six seven innings i think one run over the collective 20 innings in those games he got beat up once in his last four memphis starts but the other three were really strong and I, i i think the potential is in there andy it just feels like a lot to ask of a guy uh to because yeah, you, say, but, you but you're going to start asking more of these yeah, players down the road, so that's honestly going to be what determines the Cardinals season. Like we've talked a lot about the young guys like Donovan and Yepes making contributions. Gorman has now come up and we're we're going to see Libertor, I think, for a little while here as well, Andy. The two I mean, I guess all four of them you can lump into this bucket, but the two in particular for me, Gorman and Libertor, because they came with such hype, what are they going to be able to do? as the slog of a six-month season continues to wear on. Last night, Yepes and Gorman, I think, were a combined 0-for-8, six strikeouts. Like, those games are going to happen, but I could I could just, and maybe it's the pessimist in me, Andy, but I could see a world where you get the hype from these guys when they come up, and then two, three weeks from now, we're looking at their, their lines and their numbers, and we're going, oh, no, what if they weren't the second coming? And, I, and that's kind of where I am in my headspace about Libertor, is I recognize that, keeping all those expectations on him is a dangerous way to play. And then you flip that coin over. They kind of have to, they kind of have to have those expectations, even though, yes, we're talking about the latter part of the rotation. That's like you said, three out of five that you're not entirely sure of outing to outing what you're going to get. And so Libertor certainly could be a guy that could, could just make good on the promise that he showed in the minor league levels. He's a first round pick. He comes up and he's a, a bonafide number three in your rotation. That would go a long way towards solidifying some things. I don't know if right away we're going to see that from him, though. I just don't. Well, and here's
1: the thing, and and give us a call or a text. What's your confidence level in the Cardinals' pitching rotation as we speak? 875-KTGR. Give us a call or a text on a scale of 1 to 10. How would you rate it? Um, if Libertor works out this year, if all of a sudden he starts to figure it out um, in July, August, and becomes an important part of the rotation for the Cardinals going forward. Then I bump it up to a six. That's still not great. There's
0: still a lot of question marks. So for you though, does that, in, does that basically say that when it comes to Hicks and Hudson, you're just kind of out. On I don't these guys know. I right mean, now? maybe
1: not as much on Hudson. I am out on Hicks uh, after seeing a, last as night, a starter as a starter, out I'm in out yeah. Just try, try to get your footing back in the bullpen. Go an inning or a two at a time. Uh, I think that's how he's most effective
0: now. I think he can be a good two to three inning kind of guy. Yeah. Remember how we saw him at the beginning of the year when they didn't have a spot for him because of the rain out and because of all those off days? They were putting him into games to keep him fresh, but it was a pair of two inning outings. He looked good. He did look good. Yeah. And like, I think that's a combination though, where right now Jordan Hicks is a 25 year old pitcher, is at a crossroads where he can either kind of buck up and figure out how to have that fastball command, right? Because Jordan Hicks, who's commanding his fastball, is a really effective pitcher, and you want two or three or four pitches when you're a starter. But honestly, if he had a good fastball going and a good slider going, he could be a fine starter. But we've, we we have they've given him the, the leash to be able to do that, and he hasn't been able to make good on it yet. And so if you're that two-inning reliever... You, You need your fastball, you do, but he could almost kind of get away with it on the other days as well. Just like we talked about earlier, if you've just got your slider and maybe a curveball and that's all you've got, you've got a better chance of getting away with that on a day where you don't feel your best in two innings than you do in trying to go five or six. And so I could see an argument to be made that that's the role for Hicks. I think Ali Marmal might be the manager to be able to utilize him in an effective way. We've seen guys like Palante, uh guys like Gallegos, Helsley. We've seen different guys used in different roles in the bullpen and, and have been effective in doing that this season. But I, I just wonder, first of all, about the psyche of Hicks because I know that he wants to be a starter. Last night, if you, if you go from one room, we're talking to the manager, and you're hearing all this stuff about, we're going to evaluate. It's like, oh boy. That doesn't sound good no, for Hicks, no, then we go into the clubhouse and we talk to Hicks. He was a lot more upbeat than that. He had a good tenor to himself he you know he expressed confidence that he would be able to get it figured out, but I don't know if the Cardinals are going to give him the chance, and I don't know maybe how he responds if that's what happens like I hope it's you know take it as an opportunity to improve yourself, but i I just view it as I know how much Hicks has talked about wanting to be a starter and really appreciating the opportunity that he's gotten, but at some point. You do have to make good on that. And so I'm curious kind of how that could impact him going forward well, if they decide to make a move.
1: Does this become either moving him to the bullpen or I have no idea if he has options left, does it mean moving into AAA and
0: so starting there? I Because then it, the, the thought process being you could start him at AAA, continue to chase that goal without giving anything up, right? It's not risky if you're starting him at a place where the results don't matter. So that's a good question. I I don't know. I could look it up real quick whether or not he has any options remaining. Because, uh, I mean,
1: if you really are trying to keep that uh, mindset within him that he can continue to be a starter down sure. the road, then that's probably the better place to go instead of uh, moving him to the bullpen. Because I think once the Cardinals do that, then there's almost no going back saying, Oh, point. actually... We we do think you're you're a starter, or That's a very good oh, point. actually, we're we're short-handed on starters again. Why don't we throw you back in that role, even though we've tossed you back and forth uh, for a few years now, trying to see what exactly we want your role to be? And I'll bet Hicks is, would be fed up with that. Uh, if I were Hicks, I would be.
0: Well, and honestly, it's not so much that they've taught. I think you make a great point, Andy. But it's not so much that they've tossed him back and forth between starter and reliever. It's more related to the idea that when he came up, he came up initially as a like 20 years old because he was so good in that spring, and they said, we can't leave him off the roster. He was a starter when he was proving himself in that spring training, but the bullpen was the role that was there for him, and then they found out he threw 105 when they really ramped him up, and so it was like, yeah. okay, that's a closer. like That's a closer with a wipeout slider and a 104-mile-per-hour fastball? That's fantastic and perfect, but then what happened is... The injuries began. I did look it up. He's got all of his options remaining because they've never sent him back to Triple A. That's what I thought. He's, like, he's just always he's been, been just hurt. hurt. Yeah, right. That's been the reason that he's missed time, and so he's he's been accruing that service time. But at the same at the same factor, they could go this route if they wanted to. But my concern for that would be, and again, I think the term crossroads is perfect for the situation because you've either got to send it back down because you really believe that he can be a starter eventually, but also the team need could end up just being quality innings. And out of the bullpen, he might be able to give you that. Like, if you're replacing Jordan Hicks in the rotation, who are you replacing him with? Because the depth is pretty, pretty, pretty thin right now and I don't even have a good name to throw at you. I'd have to kind of dig in a little bit deeper to what Memphis has been doing. Hell Rondon, we saw him in Pittsburgh for five innings in relief of Mats, but that's it's not like he's been lighting it up in Memphis, I don't believe, in those opportunities. So are you just going to throw him into the Major League rotation? I think the Cardinals obviously have an issue with the way things have trended, and and you mentioned Hudson, I think Hudson's going to keep his spot. The ERA is still fine. Uh he's got to be better, but I don't think they're going to they don't have the luxury to to rip Hudson out of the rotation right now. I think Hicks is the one that they're really looking at the most closely based on the way the manager spoke last night, but I just don't know that you have a great answer as to who could potentially take that spot. And but if you did, I still think the need could be for Hicks to to throw innings in the big leagues even if it's a creative solution where it's rondon and verhagen and woodford and and hicks that are like you're piggybacking and you're doing some crazy things out of necessity essentially uh it could end up going that way as well and i don't think that's a long-term solution but the Cardinals have got to be willing to look at anything right now because what they're doing lately is just taxing their bullpen too tremendously it's not it is not a sustainable model with hudson and hicks and Libertor all going less than five innings over the past week.
1: Yeah, it's not great. Uh, 875-KTGR to give us a call or a text. Scale of 1 to 10, what's your confidence level in this rotation right now? 875-KTGR. And you never gave me a number. I haven't
0: given you you a number. I'm going to agree with the, the, I believe you said he posted it on Facebook. I'm going to go with a 6. I'm going to go with a 6 right now because I'm pretty much giving full marks to Michaelis and Waino for the time being. Uh, Knock on wood that those guys stay healthy because you're in a world of hurt if they don't. I think Hudson gets maybe like one out of two marks for me. You know, like I, I still have some level of faith in him, but it's not sustainable if he reverts uh, kind of back to what he did last week in New York and continues to have those kinds of bad outings. But I'll still give him a little bit of credit because I've seen him do it before. Uh, he needs the defense behind him to be successful, but I do believe that he still can be. Uh, and then behind that, it's it's kind of a maybe one point combined between Hicks and Libertor just because I'm a little bit bearish on the notion that uh, suddenly you're going to snap your fingers and see something drastically different than what we've seen so far. So I'm adding up those numbers, Andy, and it brings me to a six. And that's where we left it in the Cardinals conversation on Wednesday's big show. I thought that was a good chat between my my good friend Andy and I about the state of the Cardinals rotation. I, for me, it's a six out of ten right now. I trust Michaelis. I trust Wainwright health provided, I think those guys are going to be there and you know what you're going to get from them. The other spots right now are a question mark, collectively. I tend to be more in the corner of Dakota Hudson than I think a lot of Cardinals fans are at times. I've always been a fan of his. I think his stuff plays. I I recognize that it hasn't been consistent enough and that when he's not feeling his stuff and he's kind of belaboring the point a little bit when it When it comes to the pace of game, and that was an an issue that I think Hicks had a little bit on Wednesday as well, or pardon me, Tuesday, it's not good when when your fielders are having to kind of slog through the game and wait for you to get set and wait for you to throw home. And when you're not getting outs, it's it's kind of exacerbated. It's even worse. And so I I think you've got to maybe get a handle on that a little bit. Like, Ali Marmol has twice now talked about pace in the last week. He's talked about it with Hudson first. And and then certainly he talked about it when it comes to Hicks. Just the pace and the effectiveness and the execution was not there for him on Tuesday. And so they're going to have to kind of grapple with that. Matthew Libertor, I don't know exactly what to make of, of what he'll be able to do at the big league level. But we're going to find out, right? Like, with Matt's down, the Cardinals don't have any other choice but to kind of plug him in there and see what he can bring to this rotation. But the fact of the matter is when you look over the course of the last week and you can throw the math start out of it because he's injured. The reason he was down was because of injury. And you got five innings out of Hell Rondon after that. So it was, it was mostly a wash in terms of what you needed from the bullpen that day, especially considering uh, I think TJ McFarland came in for three innings after that. And then Yachty pitched the ninth. So whatever, that didn't really matter. But elsewhere, you get Hudson not getting through five innings, you get Libertor not doing so, and then Jordan Hicks going three. You know, he pitched into the fourth but did not record an out. That is not a sustainable model, and I feel like the frustration that we heard from Ali Marmol on Tuesday night sort of reflects that, that he doesn't believe it's sustainable either. Problem might be that you don't have a lot of answers. Talked about in the big show clip there that we, it's hard to say where the Cardinals go from here. When it comes to a starter like Jake Woodford, maybe the most obvious choice just because he's been down in Memphis for a little while building back up as a starter. Like, I don't think Packy Naughton is a real, a real choice, a real option. You could do it. You could do Angel Rondon. I think Woodford is the one that maybe has the most stickiness to him. Like, I, I don't know that any option is a great one, but if you're going to replace Jordan Hicks in the rotation, you're going to move him to the bullpen or whatever you're going to do. To me, Woodford is the one to try. He's had some success in the past. Not a ton, but enough to get you to think, could he give you five or six innings of three-run baseball? Like, it's possible that he could every fifth day. And so maybe that's a route the Cardinals go. But I think that's going to wrap things up for this edition of b Shafe Daily. Let me know what you thought of a little bit of a different vibe check. And if you're interested in what Andy and I have to say about the Cardinals or other local sports from four to six, Every day, Monday through Friday, Columbia, Missouri, if you live there, it's one hundred point five on your FM dial. If not, KTGR.com. But I thought our conversation today, this was our opening segment of the show, and I, I really enjoyed it and thought we we gave some good Cardinals insight there. So I wanted to play that for you guys here on B Shave Daily. Regardless, you know you'll hear from me here on this channel, so make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts for more B Shafe Daily Cardinals talk throughout the season. Did just do a Blues episode as well that I just posted that is properly labeled and identified if if you clicked on it thinking you were going to hear Cardinals baseball and you're like, what the heck is he talking about? Blues hockey, I don't care. Just skip that one. Uh, but, you know, if the Blues keep going in the playoffs, I may be compelled to do some more hockey-related episodes. But, again, I will always make sure to mark it so that you know what you're getting yourself into. If If you like that, great. If not, great. Either way, it's good with me. But let me know what you thought of this episode at b for 12 on Twitter. Send me a direct message. Tweet at me your Cardinals thoughts, and we'll keep the podcast rolling the rest of the summer when it comes to Cardinals baseball. So appreciate you guys as always, and we will talk to you next time on B-Shape Daily. Peace.